Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. This evening I have Rush, Caden, and Logan for a uh, USFL um, power rankings, like preseason power rankings uh, episode. We just want to talk about opening weekend coming up, who we think our uh, best teams, best players will be. Uh, I have Rush and, and uh, Logan not too well versed here, but they're going to try and keep along and then Logan does have all the rosters pulled up, so shout out to Logan for that. And then I'll be asking them like opinionated questions. But um, me and Caden, we watched the entire first season last year, and we'll have a little bit more knowledge to be able to like if you haven't seen any of the games so far, so thus far, or know any of the players. Hopefully, we can guide you through that. But this weekend is week one of season two for the USFL, and Saturday, April fifteenth at four thirty p.m. Eastern time. The Stars kick off against the Memphis Showboats on Fox. And this is a game where uh, me and Caden are going to try and, you know, predict these games here. I think that the Stars are going to open up hot. I, I don't think that they won't. But it's also, this the Showboats are one of the new branded teams. So they got a lot of firepower coming into it. Uh, former NFL head coach, or not head coach, but I think he was like an OC or something. He, he was involved, Frank Haley, with a... Andy Reid. He was yeah, Andy Reid yeah, on our study. Well, yeah. um, and then the Showboats, that's their head coach. Uh, Todd Haley, excuse me, that's I his know, name. Yeah. And then the Stars have Bart Andrus. I don't know where he coached in college, but he was very good for the Stars last year. They got to the championship. So this is a championship appearance team mm-hmm. getting the, the nod for opening game kickoff against yeah. the newly branded team. Who the USFL wants to succeed because they are playing at Memphis, Simone's, uh, Simone's Bank Liberty Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. And I, from what I'm seeing, the ticket sales are fucking great. And it's only $10 to like $45 tickets. But that's cheap. Why wouldn't you? It's football. But I think, Caden, I think I already know you're going to take the Stars here. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go with the Stars um, for opening game, let taking just, the win. Let me just expand on why. I mean, you looked on what... The Bandits did last year. We're down our starting quarterback. And I'm not I'm not saying that Brady White or Cole Kelly, potentially Cole Kelly. I would like to see Cole Kelly. I want to see Cole Kelly out there. I want to see that fucking 6'7". Statue in the pocket. Let's go throw him in fucking For no way he can even run five yards. He's, he's going to trip on his own legs. <laughs> he might. But he has a cannon, bro. But he does have... A fucking missile launcher. An arsenal. He has an arsenal. He has Derek Dillon. Who's who good. Is, who's, a, who's a potential... Offensive player of the year. He's already an early candidate or, or early a potential candidate for offensive player. He's returning, returning, he's returning player. Four four touchdowns last year. Four receiving touchdowns last year. He's very shifty. He makes those quick moves to outside the box and kind of is really good at making people miss. And he's a little bit more beefy than Cavante. So I think it'll be a tight game, mm-hmm. but with the Stars, I just think they have a better situation yeah. at quarterback with Case Cookus over Brady White, and, and Brady we, White we is going to be starting. No, way more weapons on offense. Mm-hmm. Derek Dillon is potentially. I'm Cody not trying Dillon. to, not trying to say the only one uh, on the offense putting output in, but there's going to have to be some new emergence for the Showboats roster. I, I need to see a run game because um, last year when they were the Tampa Bay Bandits, I, that was lackluster. Will um, we sign Papali? Yes, he's back. Benny Papali is back. Keep your eye out for that, for that stallion out there. Um, speaking of stallions, uh, the championship winning team last year um they play same day april 15th 7 30 p.m eastern time versus the new jersey generals 
and if you don't know the Stallions, they're the Birmingham Stallions, and the two teams prior were the Philadelphia Stars and Memphis Showboats. But the New Jersey Generals versus the Stallions, Birmingham Stallions, sorry, um, that's going to be a loaded game. They they battled last year. Alex Magoo and Jamar Smith. They were nine. Both teams were nine and one last year, so I'm excited to see. Like there could be an early loss for Birmingham here. I want to see Shark Dog run out there on horseback. Scooby Wright, yes, who's been talking about it because there, there was an iconic moment uh, in the old USFL where a player rode in on, on, a, on a stallion and he played for the stallions. And Scooby Wright said on Twitter, don't give me any ideas. And I would pay money to see that. Yeah. Like, I love Scooby see, Wright. He's a good character. Chicken nugget on the back of a. <laughs> like, Scooby Wright, I, I, he may have been on a practice squad, but no way he was a starting linebacker. I mean, no offense to him at all, but he's just not that <laughs> NFL linebacker. But he's a great fucking person, does a lot of charity work, and he's, he's a, a character. He's a linebacker, though, for US. No, he is. He's going to be a he's gonna be a great player for them to keep around the league for a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through these rosters, and I, I'm noticing some names that like that I've seen in Madden before, for sure. They're probably on, they're probably on teams. like. But like these are young, unproven guys in DJ starting Green time. was one of them. I remember seeing him. Willie Henry was in the Ravens, I believe, like... There's some dudes. TJ Carter, like, there's some dudes. Obviously, right here, Scooby Wright. There's definitely some dudes. So it's not complete. You know, there's some people that you... Like, it's all dudes. I honestly... Yeah, <laughs> but, Caden, who do you got in this game? The Stallions or the Generals, based on... And the, they both... Both teams run a two-quarterback setup. They both have good running games and weapons and solid defenses. So I think it's one of those situations where it's going to come down to a field goal. And yeah, I, I think the Stallions take this one. I find it. Out. I find it crazy enough when a team wins the wins the championship, and when it seems like they have no more room for impro- like to, to improvise and to improve. They did. They did. This off season, they were the most improved team. They were they picked up the most pieces. Yeah. And it's they're they're the former champions, and you you had the best off season. You're just brewing up for one of the best regular seasons. The Stallions? Yeah, they're they're nasty, bro. They were 9-1 last year. I mean, in regular season, of course, they actually went, obviously, 11-1 in total. Um, Scratch that. 12-1, because including the... Um, The Showboats have John Franklin III. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on on last chance, you? Yeah, he was a quarterback. And... mm -hmm. um, Playing receiver for them. Yes. (laughs) He was a receiver on last chance, you? He was a quarter. He was a quick QB. I think he was a receiver last chance. He's a QB and last chance to even switch to corner for the Bucks and as a receiver for John Franklin. Oh, he's just an athlete. Yeah. But who do you got in this game, Caden? For which game? The Stallions versus the Generals. Oh, is it the Stallions, yeah. Okay, so we're both taking the Stallions here. So we both went Stars over the Showboats. We both are going Stallions over the Generals. And I'm not shitting on Mike Riley as the coach of the New Jersey Generals. He's a good coach. Very good person as well. Cares for his players like all coaches do in this league. But he, he stands out to me. Um, and the Stallions head coach, Skip Holtz, he's, he's a winner. He, he likes to win. He's very competitive. Now, to these four teams in total. It's going to be interesting because I don't know what to expect out of these next two games. I, honestly, I know the Breakers are going to be good because they won six games last year. They can't be any worse. They just they got better this year. Um, but the next game is actually going to be on Sunday, April 16th at noon. Uh, Eastern time, the Michigan Panthers are going to be playing the Houston Gamblers on NBC and Peacock. Um, And the Panthers have an interesting situation. They got a hell of a lot better. 
They got rid of Jeff Fisher as their head coach. They got Mike Nolan. I don't they, know if it's much better. Yeah, I see right here that they have uh, Carson Strong. Yes, and there's been developments coming out that him and Josh Love are still competing for that job. Carson is uh, their head coach came out and said Carson has the way better arm. But Josh Love just knows the defense ways, but like way better. Carson Strong was good at college. He was. He was, he was good. He was a potential first round draft pick at just one time. Destroyed his knee. And yeah, his back. Yeah, he wasn't really healthy that whole. See, that was last season in college. He has the arm of prime Dan Marino, and he has the knees oh, okay. of horrible Dan Marino. <laughs> but yes, take that into consideration. They have a good quarterback room. The Panthers do, but they also got Ruben Foster, a linebacker. No, that's on the Maulers. Excuse me, but. Logan, would you mind running through their defense real quick? They got some, yeah, no, the Michigan the Panthers. Panthers, yeah. They they um they definitely got some new guys there that were a, a significant upgrade. Uh, they got some names there, I think. Leon Jacobs. Leon Jacobs, linebacker. yes, he's good. On the Jets. Um, no one really that else today. Brilliant speaks was a, uh, I believe on the Chiefs, a defensive end. I think Ethan Westbrooks was also in the NFL. He was. For the uh, for the Rams, I believe. Yeah, I definitely remember Breland Speaks though. I remember him. I remember I remember Ethan Westbrooks, and I remember uh, I think Rondo Carter was also in the NFL. I don't know, and, and I know for a fact Leon Jacobs was. So there's 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 a lot. Of, I, I look like I said, I've been looking through these rosters. There's a lot of NFL names. You know, granted not household names. You know, like but they're players. The average listener might not know them, but you know, someone who's more well versed in the NFL like us, like I know some of these guys. So. It's pretty cool seeing faces like that. You guys that were kind of cast out of the NFL. You yeah. Get, get another chance, you know? Get an opportunity to mm-hmm. catapult themselves to a higher position. Mm-hmm. Um, but sp- I'm going to speak on the Houston Gamblers, the team that the Panthers will be facing. I really like their quarterback, Kenji Bahar. Um, they have a g- really good defense. Um, Reggie Northrup, if uh, he should be returning. But they also have uh, Tio Redding at receiver, Mark who's Thompson. really good. Mark Thompson, a running back, who's a beast. I think Mark Thompson's in the NFL too. No, I, I, he probably was. I think he was. Yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, he had to. Yeah. Um, but he's just a he's a bull rusher. He's a he's a really good running back to watch. Really fun running back to at watch. Point he was averaging hundred yards per game. But Caden, based on what you saw out of these two teams last year, they both were three win teams. They were pretty terrible. Um, what do you expect? And I guess who do you think's gonna win here? I'm going with the good old Houston Gamblers. You're going with the Houston Gamblers? Why I mean, so? I think Kenji Bahar is going to go out there and surprise a bunch of people. And also, like he to, did in, that in those last three games. To, to keep in mind, Kenji Bahar won all three of their games last year, and they in seven of their games um, with Clayton Thorson, they were winning leading into the fourth quarter, and they lost all of them. Kind of like the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So, like, they were actually good, but they just didn't close out games and execute. But... Yeah, I'm probably going to take the Michigan Panthers here just because of the quarterback situation. I, I like Kenji Bahar a lot, but I just think the Panthers have more depth there. And they probably... Not defense, though. Not as much, but I think that with this head coaching change, and I think we'll see a better Michigan Panther team out there. Yeah, I think they're, yeah definitely. I think this might be a sl- maybe a slugfest. Like, who knows? I think this might be one of the best games of the day, in my opinion. And Sunday? Or of the weekend? Of the weekend, yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll hold you to that. Um, and then the final game of opening weekend, um, which will be televised on FS1, uh, Sunday, April 16th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Pittsburgh Maulers take on the New Orleans Breakers. And the Maulers got a completely rebrand, a new, whole new look, head coach change, a Thank bunch God. of new players. Reuben Foster from the 49ers is there. 
Bailey Gaither, the wide receiver who got some training uh, practice squad time with the Ravens and the Giants this past year, is back. Um, they got, uh, gosh, they got a bunch of new quarterbacks as well. They got um, like five. Connor Sampson, James Morgan. Connor Sampson, yeah. And that's all it's listed right here. James Morgan was a fourth round, fourth round so draft pick, yeah. yeah. And that's got to be some upside there. Um, Maybe. Troy Williams, also a guy as a quarterback out of Utah. 6'2", 208 pounds. I haven't heard of him, but like I said, Ruben Foster has a corner first round pick. So he's probably be the best player in the league this year, low key. <laughs> Obviously, he hasn't played. He hasn't never really panned out, but, yeah. but he's he, got the athleticism. He was a starter for the 49ers for, for, for multiple he years. Kind of fucked himself. Former first round draft pick. But with that being said, who do you got in that game, Caden? The Maulers, the Breakers. Maulers and the Breakers. I'm gonna take the Breakers just because the Maulers won one game yeah, last I year. I saw that right yeah. here. They're one and nine um, last year. <laughs> But they might be able to turn it around completely. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they have they have veterans in the QB room to support Akio Glass, McCoy Bethel Thompson, three time uh, Grey Cup winner in CFL. Akio Glass, correct? Yeah, yeah. the Breakers. Akio Glass is a young prospect out of Alabama A and M, and we were talking about before. He kind of has that kind of that Patrick Mahomes esque comp. You know what I mean? No, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying good as him to to him, but But, I'm saying, that's that's not a comp. He has the same play style as Patrick Mahomes. I see that they also have Save Surratt. Yeah, Save Surratt's back, but he used to, he actually played for the Stallions last year, won the ring, and he switched up teams. And they have Johnny Dixon coming back at wide receiver. I don't know if y'all remember. He was dog. Against, he was dog. The, against oh, wow. the Bandits. He um, had that amazing sideline one-handed catch. Yeah. Kind of the, change the tempo. The Breakers also have um, uh, Saquon Hampton, the safety out of Rutgers. He was an undrafted player, but I remember when he was coming out. Because mm-hmm. obviously I'm a Giants fan. I saw a guy, another guy named Saquon. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I don't know what's there, but yeah. so it's a known name, though. Kind of. But they got some, yeah, there's, a lot, there's, there's some guys here, like. This is a lot of, a lot of, you know, obviously not household names like I was saying before, but there's definitely some good guys here, NFL experience, so that's pretty cool. So who do you have, Caden? You didn't say. The Breakers? Oh, I have the Breakers. You have the Breakers as well. So our only switch up was I'm taking the Panthers and you're taking the Gamblers, so we'll see see where that falls, I guess. And like I said, this these, these games do start this upcoming weekend. If you guys do have the Peacock app or if you have Hulu, you, you might be able to actually watch them. Um, and it's going to be really awesome, high-quality football. And I think Caden actually has potential offensive player of the years, uh, of the year players, top five, that he'd like to run down real quick. Mm-hmm. Some are newcomers to the league and some are returning players. Um so that right now, um, Marlon Williams for the for, for the Stallions, great great wide receiver last year, had five receiving touchdowns. Kind of a pivotal point for Alex Magoo and Jamar Smith to always kind of that guy you throw to and you know he's gonna catch it. Yeah. And you know he's gonna make a play. Always very reliable. He was one of the key pieces into that champions in that championship team. He would, championship he's also round. fast as he shit. He's fast as shit. And like, he gets physical. He likes he does. to get physical. Five receiving touchdowns last year. And another guy we talk about, Reggie Corbin. Uh, we talk about him a running lot. Back, right? running, running back, back. yeah, for yeah. the Panthers. I think, I think uh, we talked about him on one of our first episodes on the Tuesday Night Show mm-hmm. that we have on yeah, 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 yeah. Blog Talk. So, yeah, he coming out of the Michigan Panthers in that in that in that new revamped Michigan Panthers team, so to so to say, 
he's going to be a good dump off point for if any of those quarterbacks are not paying. Oh yeah, he's a great pass are. catcher, but he's, he's also really versatile. Mm-hmm. As in, he's fast. He finds gaps. He does and he find has good gaps. ball carry vision. Five hundred nineteen uh, rushing touchdowns last year in ten games. That's not five hundred nineteen rushing yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Reggie Corbin's definitely someone to look out for wearing number three for the Panthers. Um, but who's the next player, Kid? Another guy we were talking about earlier in this episode, Johnny Dixon for the Breakers. Yes, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Very, very lengthy, very physical. And he's got yes, some he quickness. Hops. He has hops. I wouldn't say he's extremely fast. He's kind of like a, a slow um, DeAndre. He's kind of like DeAndre Hopkins or Larry Fitzgerald comp. You know what I mean? They kind of, he kind of plays like them. Obviously, we're not saying these guys are anywhere near their no. their level of just play styles. Yeah, we're just comparing what they they bring to the offense for this mm-hmm. th- these teams. But what what were his stats last year? Johnny Dixon had four had, had four receiving touchdowns. I don't, I'm not looking at the uh, receiving. Yeah, no, I, I I think I honestly read all of those numbers off for season one stats in the USFL season one recap episode. If he was definitely top ten. Or top no, he was. He was top ten in receiving yards. But uh, and we and have another guy we talked about, Derek Dillon. Derek, Derek it's Derek Dillon. Oh, it is Derek Dillon. Yeah, kind of sounded a, a weird little. Yeah, he was in the NFL as well. Uh, he was as well. Running back? He no. They're wide uh, receiver. Just, he might have been a running back. Yeah, yeah, I think he was running back. Yeah. But yeah. he played for the uh, Bandits last year, correct? Talking about, we already kind of over, overviewed him. He, he played for the Bandits last year, and then the Bandits became the Showboats. And a nice four touchdown, a nice four touchdown year last year. Yeah, no, nothing too bad. He was always a. Uh, we were not a good team no, last no, year, we were four not. and six. No, so we were not. it was one of those struggle years. But and he leaded in a top. Uh, I think it was passing yards offense in the league. Yeah, Jordan Taylor with two thousand passing yards. He was the passing yard leader. And then my guy. We got Matt Colburn. Matt Colburn had eight had eight rushing touchdowns last year. Eight rushing touchdowns. He was a massive point. I don't know why they didn't use him as much as they should have, but they had a stacked. They had a whole. So they had a whole running back. They had an arsenal. They, they needed guys that that needed to get their yards. But Matt Colburn was always a stick out. He reminded me of like a Lashawn McCoy type s. You know, always kind of hitting gaps and and finding his way through lanes of traffic and yeah, just. Finding a way to get to the end zone. Finding a way to get at least another yard. You yeah. Know? As, as much as he can do. He had eight, eight rushing touchdowns. In 12 eight games. Eight rushing touchdowns in 12. No, this is 10 games. Oh, that's the regular yeah, season. Sure oh, my God. Yeah. So, about one every game. Almost, Almost yeah. one a game. Almost one a game. So, I just want to say something real quick. So, Derek Dillon, he was, he was just a wide receiver. But the reason why I know that name is because he was actually on the Giants. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, you know, just a practice squad guy, but... I, when I saw that name, I thought I yeah, recognized yeah. that name. Yeah, he was, he was on the Giants for a little while, so that's pretty Shout cool. Shout out to him. Shout out to Eric Dillon. See what he can do this year. Yeah. He had a good season one yeah, with the USFL. Good. He was not bad. Um, but Rush, I know the Tampa Bay Bandits are not in this season. Yeah. Um, so I imagine you're still looking for that team to root for. But will you be tuning in this weekend to, to some of the games if you're able? And who will you root for if if you if you do? Uh, we talked about that on the last episode. I actually said I was going for the uh, Breakers. The Breakers. Yeah. So based on that, we both, me and Caden, both chose the Breakers, and they play. They're the last game on Sunday night. So, if anything, bro, we can maybe do a live reaction mm-hmm. here. Um, and if you guys are interested in listening to that, me and Rush would definitely be down to do that. But what are your hopes for for Week One? I mean, it's it's counting down the days now. 
Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you expecting from this league? Who are you? What are you hoping to see more than anything, other than good football? Do you want to see? Uh, are you trying to find a new club to root for? Or are you? I mean, I know you like football. I know you're a Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers guy. It's just sadly the Bandits are gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to find yeah a new team to root for because I mean, Breakers are just kind of like you know States. first first thing I went for you know yeah what I mean Breakers are also the Saints too yeah. we we have to hate the Saints we're Bucks fans yeah well but I not mean, in this league yeah you know well, we, but Bandits they were like the same thing like with, with Bandits we Breakers but when he comes when they come back yeah they hopefully yeah. they you know but you can't you can't like the rivals and then switch up. Mm-hmm. I think you should go like uh, gamblers or or showboats or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say you could go showboats since that's what they literally yeah. turned into. Yeah, I can you know? go that. Yeah, and their uniforms aren't bad. They have a good team. I just mm-hmm. didn't pick them because in this opening weekend they don't have the better quarterback. Case yeah. Cookus is just he's just Case Cookus, bro. Yeah. We showed you highlights of him, bro. He's a dog. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm actually excited to show you, like, this opening weekend. I hope you're able to come and watch some of the games, bro, because it's definitely fun. I just wish that we had a home team, you know? Mm -hmm. That'd be sick. Kind of like the, we we always go to the Rowdies games. That would be, like, the thing. Yeah. No, no, but for football. Exactly. You know? But, um, no, I mean, they also, the USFL definitely, um, I, I think, in my personal opinion, not just based on the rosters, but just based on quality of football, it should be a lot more interesting than what the XFL is pumping out. And I would also, just a little intervention, uh, the USFL did just get like a new merchandising contract to pump out more merchandise. And this season, it's going to be completely different. There's going to be more stuff out there if you want to support a new team, a new club. I mean, the uniforms aren't that bad, honestly. I like I like the gear. I like some of the stuff that they released for, for each team, but... Like, if you line up the XFL uniforms compared to the USFL ones, it's just, I don't know, it's hard to compare the two leagues. Because, like, what Logan was saying, like, they have NFL experience. They didn't, no household names, but what I feel like, they they got those guys cheaper, obviously. Mm-hmm. But sure. it also adds, like, depth to, to the league, in my opinion. Because, like, when you think about it, if the, the XFL, for instance, they went out and got the Ben DiNucci's. The Josh Gordons, the 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 Kaylin Bellages, the guys that like you've seen them and you're like, okay, I know what they are. This there's guys trying to make that redemption story, obviously, and I'm not saying those guys aren't in the XFL, but it just I don't know, it just seems more of a gritty process mm-hmm. that's gonna pay off. Less just for show. Yeah. More for you know, the people. I that's what I saying. think. Truthfully. But with that being said, I mean honestly, we really do hope you guys tune in to the 2023 kickoff of the USFL. Um, four games, eight teams, uh, two divisions. It should be it should be a lot of fun. Um, and like I said, we should definitely be doing like a live reaction, a live commentary on one of the games. I feel like that'd be pretty interesting. We'd have to have the game muted, but we could do like calls and stuff and just talk about it, maybe crack open a couple of brewskis and Maybe. talk some football like while it's playing and we just kick back and vibe you know I don't think that's a bad idea you know and I hope everyone does that this weekend I mean this is going to be a big weekend for an up and coming league you got to show us some support show these players some support uh, and I think it's going to be well earned I think we're going to be uh, very surprised about how, how much of a step up this league is going to be taking 
but Caden, is there any team that you think got most improved? And then I just want to do our top eight. We're going to rank our eight before we sign off. Like our in power rankings form, because this is our USFL preseason power rankings episode. Just letting you guys know. So, any any big improvement team that you saw this year? Uh, um, going back to the standings and how much they improved. It was a lot. I would see a lot of teams got worse. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the showboats got worse. Uh, I think I think the Marlins got better. I think the showboats were the only team that really got notably worse. Mm. I would say maybe the generals got a little bit worse, but I see areas where they improved. I just don't know how they're gonna look week one. It's all depending on week one. It really yeah. does in these league. How do, how do these teams look? Yeah. You know who's prepared, who's coached up, who's ready to go. Um, I mean, starting from most improved to least improved. Well, no, just do a okay. just do a power ranking if we're oh, gonna list them out. Yeah, if I was you. And then I'll go after you. Do uh start from eight, which is last on the board, and then number one will be first. And then Logan and Rush will have to definitely get your guys's uh power rankings after week one, after you guys watch a game or you know at least the highlights as the recent you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely see where you guys are at. Get an idea how 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 hungry a team is, how well coached they are, mm-hmm. um, how much they want it. You know, percent. Because that that's really what it is for me is it. It's if a team wants it more, you, you can see it in them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I know it's NFL, but <clears throat> Giants head coach Brian Dale was big thing is smart, tough, dependable. So that's, that's kind of what you look for in a team. You want to be smart, and tough, and, depend- and dependable. Yeah. So that's what I'm be looking out for. So that's probably how I'm, I'm going to base my rankings off of. Obviously, if a team loses, but it's, it's a heartbreaking loss and they fought the whole way. Yeah, respect them, given. Exactly. So, so I'll start at number eight. Number eight, the worst team in the league, I think, is the Pittsburgh Wallers. Still, yeah. Respectively, you know, just because they only won one game last year, mm-hmm. they didn't get notably better. I'm not going to say they got notably worse. But, but they, they got to see it before exactly. you. Exactly, yeah. If you're not getting better and you were the worst team in the league last year, then you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. And then number seven, I'll go... It was actually a hard one. I... I know the Memphis Showboats. Memphis Showboats at, at number seven. And then I'm going to go... You know, this is going to be a little bit of a shocker here. I'm going to go to the New Jersey Generals. Oh, wow. going to be a little bit of a shocker there. That is a shocker. And then at number five... Wait. Yeah, five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the Michigan Panthers. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Michigan Panthers. Just because I don't know how... like. It's. I see the talent that they brought in. I see it all, but I need to see it click. Yeah. You know that they got Carson Strong. Okay, how good is he? I want to see him. I we haven't seen him play a game in since years. college. You know what I mean? He hasn't started a game since college. How's he gonna throw with that knee? Mm-hmm. You know? Practice. Practice is different. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't care if this is just minor league football. He's practice. The football's the game is way different. Carson Strong is a tough player too. Mm-hmm. Like that his last college season he fought through that knee. Yeah, he wears his heart on the sleeve and I respect him for it. You you could tell like, you know, his arm wasn't there because he hadn't he you know starts from your legs. You know, the mm-hmm. power comes from starts from your legs. But you know, he he kept on going, kept on fighting. I mean he got drafted, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the Eagles. Wait, no, 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 he didn't. Not yeah. undrafted free agent. I know he got picked up by the Eagles though. Mm-hmm. Um so I I'm really excited to see him play though. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then I got the New Jersey Generals. They lost Luis Perez, 
which I'm not saying is a big loss. He is probably the most mid-quarterback <laughs> I've maybe ever seen in my life. But he's probably one of the most successful alternative league yeah. quarterbacks mm-hmm. of all time. He's kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah, alternative kinda, leagues, yeah. He kind of plays like him. Yeah, low-key. He does play like Jimmy He low-key yeah. does play like Jimmy G. Under throws, if he yeah. misses, it's, it, no, if he misses, it's skipping in the dirt. Like, like there's no overthrowing with Luis Perez. Shout out to Luis Perez, though. So I, I said Mahler's eight, and then I said um, Showboats, and then I said Generals, Generals, and then Gamb- uh, and then Panthers, and then Gamblers. So at number four, I'm going to go Breakers. Number four, I'm going to go Breakers. I don't think they did anything to right? get better. Number three? Yeah. Number three, yeah, number three, yeah, number three. Number three, I'm going to go New Orleans Breakers. I don't think they did enough to get better than the Stars. And the Stars just improved so much that I think they're still going to be the more dominant team. So, Breakers, number three. Uh, Stars, number two. Just because, you know, they got Chef back. That that, that rescue was working all last year. Case number cookers. one. They <laughs> Case Cookers. He's playing that Champions League. The Champions League. Champions Champions game. Championship game. And then Stallions number one just because they were the reigning champions. And and they were the most they were the most improved this offseason. They gotta be number one for sure. They're the team to beat. So what about you, Trevor? Um I gotta go eight, the Maulers. Um seven. Gotta yeah, the, gotta go show right? Uh, I'll go the Panthers. I gotta see it. Damn. I gotta see it. Damn. They won three games, and then I'll go Damn. Gamblers, and then okay. Showboats, and then Breakers, Generals, Stars, and Stallions. Put the so, I, I the Generals. Generals were nine and one last year, brother. And Darius Victor yeah. is a disgusting running back. Shout out to Darius Victor if you're somehow listening, bro. You're a legend. <laughs> Dude, Dude, 27 inch thighs. How? Like a bee. Dude, thick thighs save lives. Thick thighs (laughs) save lives. lives. And he saved plenty of great tape last year. He saved my life when I He did save my life. I bet my mortgage, my entire family's (laughs) life savings on those games. I bet my mortgage that he'd break three tackles, and he did. (laughs) I bet my wife's life savings that he'd break three tackles. (laughs) Oh shit! And but not right here. Darius Victor actually had a stint with the Saints and the Cardinals. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I knew he had a stint with the Saints, and he, he plays like preseason. A Saints he does like seem Mark like a Saints He back. seems like Mark Ingram. He pretty much is a he is a Mark Ingram for yeah, the he league. He reminds me of Mark Ingram so much. But he is legit and muscle uh, hamster. Five eight two oh nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big boy. It's a massive wise, but two oh nine at five eights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I'm one seventy and I'm five ten, so. He's a little chicken. Dude. Obviously, I'm not a professional athlete, but no. But that is still kind of insane to think about when you when you. And he's break not down. fat. He's not no, fat. No, he's he's like he's he's, like I said, fat. he's a muscle hamster, man. He he's hard to tackle. You're bouncing off squats. Probably, uh, probably, probably a lot. Bro. Probably an offensive lineman. <laughs> you never know. Some of these guys are just monster athletes. I mean, you see Jalen 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 Hurts benches. 600, I mean, I mean um, squat 600 pounds. Yeah, that's... He's a, he's a freak athlete. He's you know? a freak athlete. For a quarterback, he's yeah. a freak athlete. Crazy athlete. But I'm looking at pictures of him, and he's 
He's got that Mark Ingram build. Like, he's mm. short, but he's built. Like, he's a big he, dude. <laughs> one of my favorite players from last year was Darius. We need to watch some highlights after this podcast. Oh, we will. And we definitely will have a week one review of all the games. Uh, we'll have more rankings, obviously, after that. And stay tuned for our NFL episodes, our Mock Draft 3.0. Ty's going to be on for that later this week. And it's going to be two rounds as well. And it'll be a two-round Mock Draft, trades included. Um, and we'll definitely be posting that on all social media platforms. Um, and uh, guys, I really appreciate you for pumping out two episodes today. It was It's always a blast to sit down and talk, relax, talk about things we're passionate and we love about. It's a, it's a treasure. It's a privilege. Um, but Rush, Caden, and Logan, thank you. Rush and Logan, I know you didn't have much to say this episode. Sorry to make it sit through it, honestly. But I contributed pretty yeah, well. Yeah, no, no, much appreciated. I did, did some research myself, find out, find out some things. Now you know what to look yeah. for when you watch the games for your first time, like watching a first initial kickoff for the USFL. So that's going to be exciting to gauge your reactions off of it, see what you think it is compared to the XFL, which I think that could be an episode alone. And speaking of the XFL, did you see Josh Gordon truck that guy? Yeah, I saw that Josh Gordon truck, which was... Which it was kind of uncalled for. He was out of bounds, but... I mean, I guess. Not? Why not? Is I will say this. Still? If you... Still a highlight? Oh, yeah. Truck, if, truck, truck, truck. I will say this, if you haven't watched the XFL, please let me know how terrible the officiating has been. It's been awful. And do the commentators not stop talking about the betting? It is, it, like, every game I watch, they're like, the over-under, the over-under. And the Vipers game, bro, destroying was on, like, a, like a split screen for the entire third quarter. <laughs> they wouldn't let me watch the third quarter in full screen. It's like, what it's is the... They don't even really care. No, I don't think they care about shit. the... Yeah, this one make money. <laughs> But again, thank you guys for tuning into this episode, uh, which was episode 17 of season two of Tea Time Reports. It is always greatly appreciated. You guys have a great rest of your night. Take care.